At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day and for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial-grade supplies for every industry with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders, all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome back to another episode of Confessions of a Krabby Christian, a Misfit Media Network production. I am your host and resident Krabby Christian, Blake, and every week I get to have the coolest conversations with incredible people about all the things most Christians are still not sure we're allowed to talk about. So if you've been looking for a place to land with all your crap and for someone to just be honest about what it looks like to walk through this Christian life, well, you've come to the right place. Pull up a seat, pop in your headphones and tune out your kids and come hang out with me and a guest for the authentic conversations that you have been looking for. Leslie, welcome to Confessions of a Crappy Christian. I am so excited to be here. Can I tell you really quick? Yeah. When I first found you, I was like, crappy Christian. Oh, that sounds like me. <laughs> Here we are. I found my people. I know. <laughs> I know. I say this all the time on the show. Like, people either love it or they hate it. Right. People are either like, oh my gosh, I feel so seen. It's me. Or they're like, I literally have had people be offended that they were asked to be on a podcast that crappy Christian was in the title. I was like, you didn't have to say yes. I mean... <laughs> You said yes. Just say it. That's on you, not me. Exactly. Yeah. Like I'm just over here existing. You're an eight, right? Are yeah. you an eight seven or eight nine? Eight seven. Because uh, I'm eight nine. So the, the the nine is it's a struggle sometimes. That is a struggle. I my best friend is a nine wing eight, and I'm like y'all. I don't know how y'all do it. I've grown in my capacity for and desire for peace. But peace is not naturally what I need. <laughs> I'm like, do you want to go to war? Let's go. Like, <laughs> This will be good too, because we can talk about that a little bit. Because I, I love, it's it's such an interesting perspective. I know people have thoughts on the Enneagram, but it's accurate for me. Yeah. I figure at this point, if people are still listening to this show <laughs> and they don't like the Enneagram, it's okay. Like they've gotten to a point where they're okay with it. Like they're like, all right, right Blake's going to talk about the Enneagram for a little bit. Here we bit. go. Now, now who does she have on talking about the Enneagram? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Are yeah. we going to move on? <laughs> so, I mean, in my, in my world, you need no introduction, right? You are Leslie means you are her view from home. You are the, in my opinion, premier motherhood content creator in our sphere. A hundred percent. Like I'm, I just realized we jumped right in. And I'm like, I didn't introduce her at all because in my <laughs> opinion, everybody knows who she is. <laughs> welcome, welcome. Well, and maybe they don't, and I like that. I they know yeah. the brand, but they maybe like somebody in our community was like, "You run Herbie from home." I was like, "I do," and they're like, "I had no idea." I'm like, "I love that." Like oh, that's the goal. Right. That's the goal. Like I right. don't give it. We can say crap, right? Because crap, Christian. I don't give a crap. About right. my name or personality, I love the brand and the mission and yeah. all that stuff. And you do that really well. Thank you. I know who you are just because we've connected mm-hmm. like behind the scenes a little bit more. Yep. But if people are unfamiliar with both Leslie Means and Herbie from Home, tell us a little bit. Do you want the Do you want the backstory of how it of how it all yeah, started? Tell me how. Where did Herbie from Home even come from? Okay. Okay. Buckle up. 
but I, I think I feel like I'm dead inside now and I'm not going to cry anymore because I've just been crying <laughs> for like the last six months. So we'll see. Did you see I was on Tamron Hall a couple of weeks ago? I'm like crying with her on national TV. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I am this, I'm a central Nebraska girl. I'm this farm kid, grew up in Nebraska. My family's been here since like the early 1900s. Like, right. Like it's just the thing. But even at a young age, like I say, like six, I would sit in my barn and talk to like barn cats and tell them stories. I knew even then, which I think is so interesting with writers. We know a, a majority of us know at a really young age that you love that. Yep. You love that. You don't know what it is exactly, but you love the story. Yep. So I knew that I wanted to do something in that and that I hated math. And so I knew journalism was going to be my thing. And so I went to college for broadcast journalism major and, and met my husband there. And we went to University of Nebraska, Lincoln. And, and I always thought I was going to be this, like, I'm going to, I'm going to move to New York. Like in TV, broadcast journalism, you start small and then you work your way up. Like I was today show. Like that was, yeah. I was like, duh, I'm going to, obviously. Hey, then Kyle. My cute husband gets his first gig in Houston, Texas, and he's in like marketing for the NBA team for the Houston Rockets. Dream job for him. But here I am, this girl from small town Nebraska who thinks she's going to do great in a big city. And I was like, eight lane traffic. I only was talking to people in Target, like the Target employee. I know I was so scared. Yeah. And I realized pretty quickly, I got my first job in Beaumont, Texas at a TV station. They were the kindest people, but I was driving an hour and a half each way from Houston and back. And I was like sad. And I'm like, I can't, this is so, so Kyle being the great guy that he is, he was like, I think we need to go back home and you start your TV gig there. You do more TV there. And so we did, we moved back to central Nebraska and he went from his dream gig in the NBA to roguing cornfields. So pulling weeds out of court because there was no job for him when he got back here. Wow. And I love how, because you always give props to your husband too. Like I have to like say that because he like dream gig. Sacrifice. Right. Because he knew and he believed in me and what I wanted to do. And so I started in local TV then here. And still, I was still in that like, you know, we're. 24 years old. I was like, <laughs> I am going to work here for two years and then keep moving up. Well, then the opportunity came after a couple of years to start a local talk show. And that was so fun. It was like the best of Nebraska people and places. And it for TV hours, it was good. It was like, I got to go in at 6 a.m. and leave at 1, 2 p.m. instead of being there at 1 a.m., which is what yeah. I used to do. And like, I had two girls by then. They were two in six months. And on paper, it looked like amazing. Like, this is a dream. Like, this is fun, whatever. We're staying here. But Kyle had a good job by then. Like, whatever. I should be totally happy. But I talk about whispers a lot, like throughout the journey and, you know, Holy Spirit, whatever. I used to say God whispers. And I was like, there is something more for me. Mm. And I don't understand what this is. But I, think I'm supposed to leave TV. And I got a call. This was 2010. I don't know. Time. Right. Time when you're a mother, right? It's like whatever. 2010. And I got a call from a woman on my work phone, like at the TV station. And um, I kind of knew her through the community, but not very well. And she said, Leslie, I have something I want to ask you. Give me a call when you get off the show. And I no joke. 
Before I called her back, I said, wouldn't that be cool if she had a job for me? And I called her and she did. She was offering me a job at the local chamber of commerce, which is business. Okay. I have no, no reason except God to like go to the chamber of commerce. I'm this broadcast journalism girl. I jumped at it because that's what I do. I don't know. I'm like, it's whispery. It feels right. I have the goosebumps. I'm going to do it. And I remember sobbing the first day at the chamber because I went home for lunch. I didn't even know how to do a Google spreadsheet. What the heck would this journalist? I'm calling my husband. What have I done? I do. I was looking in the mirror that day and I was like, God, I was like, God, what the, did I, what am I doing? Like, did I totally mess this up? Pondered like calling the station back to see if I could get back into TV, whatever. I didn't. And it's so hindsight, right? Of how God is working everything in place. But through the chamber, I met better connections. I met business community members. And that's actually when I started Herbie from home, because I missed that like journalism piece. But then all of a sudden I knew about business and like all these connections through that is where I learned about a business plan competition. We won a $10,000 grant. That was because of the chamber. The website had zero money to start, like zero, like we had yeah, no money, no money. And I would go like business to business from people I knew and ask them, Hey, you want to give me 50 bucks to like put your ad on this website? Right? And they yeah. did like, it's just so interesting how those two things mix together. Yep. And that's really kind of how it got its first start. And then I could tell you so many more God whispers through it, but I, I just chat so much, but that's the, like, that's kind of how it got its kickoff. So does it look like now what you thought it was going to look like when you started it? No, first of all, like what the heck? I don't know what the heck I'm doing with anything. Um, I really thought it was going to be more of a local. I thought it was going to be like the talk show that we did just online. And, you know, the internet is what it is. And it just, I say it grew quickly, but really it took a very long time to get where it is today. But no, it's... It's weird because I'm I'm stubborn and maybe that's that eight in me, but I feel like I knew it could be where it is, but I just didn't know what avenue it would take and how long it would take to get Which there. I think is a really great place to be, knowing yeah. that this is going to go somewhere. Right. And I'm not white knuckling what that process is going to look like. Kind of gives a, it gets a little like I'm just along for the ride is what I right. say a lot of the time. Like, right. I'm just taking the next right step in front of me and being obedient. And sometimes it's the, sometimes I do take the wrong next step and I have to kind of backtrack a little bit, you know, but yeah. how many times have I failed in that? Can I tell you the have you heard the the 2016 story when I almost shut it down? No. Have I told you that? Have you heard this? No. Okay, wait, before you tell that, before you tell that. Yes. Just in case people are listening and they're like, I don't even follow Herbie from home. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> Who are you? Can you give like your little elevator pit. Like, tell me what is Herbie? Yes. Herbie from home is a contributor-based website for women focused on motherhood, marriage, relationships, faith, and grief. What I love about us is that it is a storytelling site. It's not a do this, do that. You're doing it wrong. You're doing it right site, which I've tried to go down a couple of times and that's not a good way to go. Yeah. So you stick with the storytelling lane and from women from all different walks of life and demographics and religions yeah. and all, all things, which I love. And that's yeah. the whisper to me all together in a community. So God made a mother is a pretty clear reflection of that. Yes. Which is your book. Which is why 
why you're right. here to like market board except well, we're just talking about whatever we want <laughs> I told Blake at the beginning I'm like just tell me to shut up if I just keep talking because <laughs> <Never>. you know <laughs> okay so tell me about the time you almost shut it down okay so we had two business partners also but for the first 12, 12 to 16, that's uh, four years, right? For, it wasn't making it. It was making enough to keep the lights on, we say, so to pay the web guys. And we pay our writers. And that was about it. And so I was still working full time and they left and they're like, and I totally understood because they're like, you know, Leslie, I think this is more your passion, not ours. We're not making yeah. money. And so I went out to eat with my husband and he's sitting there over a glass of wine and he's like, Les, I think you need to go all in. It's like, think if you're going to make Curvy from Home what it is and what you think it can be, you need to quit your other job and do it. And I say this part of the story a lot because I'm not a big like, do these five steps and you'll be successful person. Because I knew I had a husband with a decent job and insurance. So that was one. Two, I knew I had support locally. Like my family's all here. I have great relationships with my family. And three, like I could go get a job in my community and, and serve cheese somewhere. Yes. I mean, truly, like I knew I could get a job because I had to. We, we've we always been a two-income family and I had to pay, you know, kids eat and we had a mortgage yep. and whatever. Yep. So I knew those things and we were going to give ourselves enough time to just figure that next part out. So I had quit the job, working the website full time and it's about broke. And it's 2016, June of 2016. And I find out we're expecting our third baby. So normally any person that in this situation would be like panicked, like, oh, you have another child coming. You should go get a reasonable job with steady, like money coming in. But I had such peace. I had the goosebumps, like it was there. And not long after that is when an email came in from a woman who said, and her view was pretty small then. I need to say that too. We were like, 20,000 Facebook followers. You yeah. know, now we're like 1.5 million. But then it, we were pretty small and, and she found us. She said, Leslie, I've been praying about it and I really want to share my story on your website. And it was her friend had actually died by suicide four months prior because of postpartum depression. And she mm-hmm. wanted to share that story on our site to help other women. And I was like, gosh, yeah, we would, you know, we'd be honored to, sh- to publish that story. And we published it. And the site was never the same. So many people found us. We realized then of how important that connection is. But bigger than that, I received an email not long after that that said, thank you for sharing that story. It saved my life. Mm. And I thought, okay, God, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. I don't know what the heck I'm doing. But if I'm still getting those goosebumps, if I still think this is you telling me to keep going, I'm going to do it for as long as I can. And those kind of things keep coming up over and over and over again. I Because of that, all these people found us. I didn't have to um, go door to door, business to business anymore to, to pay the bills, you know, because advertisers were coming to us. I was able to hire a team. And then it just keeps happening like year after year. Like when you think it's hard, he does something else to make it like keep going. And yep. it's just, it's full of, of those whispers and listening in whatever capacity he means for me to do that because I still don't know how the heck so so many times I'm like are you sure right are you sure this is what you want me to do because this is hard I know
30 million women are impacted by weakened or thinning hair. And if you're among them, I need you to know that you're not alone and that there's a solution you can trust to deliver some results. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement. It supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting the root causes of thinning. Nutrafol has three physician-formulated formulas using natural, drug-free, medical-grade ingredients so you can get the most reliable results. And in a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code BLAKE to save $15 off your first month's subscription. This is their best offer they offer anywhere, and it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time, plus free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code Blake. It's crazy to me how similar our stories are, even going all the way back to, I mean, I was pre-law and was like, I wanted to move to a city with a subway system. Like that (laughs) was my thing that I was excited about. Yeah. And I live in a tiny suburb outside of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) (laughs) I still am like, how did I get here? But it's those moments. I think what plays in people like you and I's favor is being able to do it afraid. Yes. Like, it's not that you were never afraid. It's not that you were never nervous, whether it was about what people would think or if you would fail or financially how this is feasible, but you just didn't let that hold you back. Yes. And how are we like that? I know. I'm sitting here thinking like, what is that? What's the root of that? I do think some of it is probably like genetic predisposition of like some people. My husband is not a risk taker. I am a risk taker. I always have been. And so I do think that there's some, some of it is just how we were made and that drive and the vision. But I also think for me, I look back on the big crazy decisions and it was the Holy Spirit. Yeah. There's no way that would have been my idea. No, that's, and I love that. And that God made us like that for this purpose. Like there is no way this farm girl who used to talk to her cats at age six in a barn truly could do all this. They're like, and some people are like, oh, yes, you could. I'm like, no, I couldn't because it is so much. We Our team says that all the time. I'm like, it's so much bigger than us because this is, I mean, I didn't even know how to do a Google spreadsheet. So there was just <laughs> really a lot of things that had to happen. Yeah. Yes, I'm determined. And yes, I have faith. And I, but I just, I, it was so God yes. doing, orchestrating all of this. I believe when that. I started Confessions of a Crabby Christian, I had literally no idea what I was doing. No, no. I didn't, I didn't know where to upload things. I didn't know where to, how close to the mic was I supposed to be? Nothing. I was so naive to the whole process and thank goodness I was because I don't think I would have started it had I known. Exactly. How flipping difficult. I mean, this, it's a lot. It is. And yet we're still doing it. (laughs) But I do, I love it. I love Love it it. so much. Mm -hmm. And I think this is going to sound harsh and I don't mean it that way, but I say this to people in coaching and I say it to people in my course. Not everybody can be meant to be a content creator. And they're not supposed to be. 
not because one is better than the other. Like it's nothing like that. It's that I have personal experience with people who have extraordinary gifts, but they have decided to put them aside because they've decided they want to be an influencer. I love that. And meanwhile, this really incredible gift that God gave them is just like sitting on the wayside because they decided it wasn't like flashy enough. Yes. Yes. The world needs all of us. And if everybody's a content creator, woof. <laughs> well, and that's what I heard from you too. Like, I'm like, some people just want to share their story. Like they don't even have, even authors in this book, like we have some big ones and we have some who don't even have their own social media page. Like that's exactly. amazing. Like I just want the opportunity for them to be able to share their story because in doing so they can be like helping so many people they don't even realize across the dang globe just by sharing their story. Right. Like, and they recognize that you have a gift for like platforming people. Right. So it's like all of our gifts are meant to work together. And yet they can still have fun, right? Like they can still do like a I mean, I mean, some, it's a legitimate business for them too, but for some, it's just a hobby. They love writing. Well, here's an opportunity. Yeah. Like, and that is okay. Right. What was putting a collaborative book together? Like, because we were talking a little bit before we started recording. It feels like a lot of responsibility to me. Thanks. You know, when you say that, I'm like, thanks a lot. It was, it is. I didn't know pressure, but that sounds like a lot. (laughs) So we have a team and our publishers and editors and everything are incredible. But the person so closest to me with this project is um, Carolyn Moore. And thank you for this. Like, I love that I'm able to like say her name out loud. She's the editor in chief of Purview, but she's like the backbone of this project. Like we read it together and we're so familiar now with what content does well on the site. And truly we tell the writers, because there was over... 500 submissions. We only opened it up to the Herbie from Home community. There's over 500 submissions in here and we had to, you know, dwindle those down to about 86 or something. Mm-hmm. But we truly could have published three other books at that time with that yeah. content. It was really difficult. But for the two of us, we knew, and then with our, you know, editors too, and our publishers, we knew that this book had to reach everyone. So I didn't want a piece with just people who knew God. I wanted stuff in there with people who weren't sure that God was even for them. Um, I needed stories in there about moms raising toddlers and moms with teens and loss and adoption. And there's abortion in here and grandparents and the whole, I just needed it to relate to everyone, which is a really difficult. Yeah. Like no big deal. (laughs) There's my nine. That's my nine coming out. (laughs) So it was hard. But the whispers for me are very much also what her view is. A good friend of mine says her view and this book is like a zero entry pool. Yeah. And I loved that of where you're just getting your feet wet and feel like that's what this is. Like if you don't have any faith, you're going to, you're going to read some stories in here where women talk about theirs, where you're like, oh. But then like, I don't know if somebody has a different perspective than you, I think you're going to be able to sit with them in that and say, like you say, what, what do you say? I, I don't agree with you, but I still love you. I love how you say that. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that's so important and missing. Oh yeah. Missing today, which I think you do a great job of. It's like, you've created a space where 
you and I don't always agree on things. Like you don't know that, but I'll listen to podcasts. I'm like, I don't know. I'm not, I don't know if I can, and my nine agrees with you there, but I would sit you, I would love to have you at my kitchen table and we're like eating cheesy casserole and I'm having a glass of wine. You might be smoking something. I don't know. It's possible. (laughs) And we could like disagree in love. And that honestly is one of my favorite things to do. Yes. It's talk to people that I disagree with. Like I know too. And how are we, so I'm like, I'm talking to my editor. I'm like, Carolyn, I got to tell her that. I got to tell her like, there are things, you don't want me to agree with everything that no. you say. And like, I don't want you, because what is that? That's right? boring. It's so boring. That's really boring. Get, get to my house in central Nebraska and we will have a great conversation. And we'll learn from each other. I was just about to say that. Like, yeah. If nothing else, and actually the original Speak Easy episode of this podcast, when I started that, the whole episode is about, I think, so much of where we are as a society and as women and as friends and as community is we have lost the ability to disagree. And I don't know what took that away from us or what we let take it away. The internet. Yeah. Right. It's social media. I think like COVID and just how insanely polarizing 2020 was. And cancel culture, when they decided if you disagree, then we're coming after you, then people didn't want to disagree anymore. It's just this whole like freaking snowball. And now you're at this place where even friends don't want to disagree because they're afraid they're going to hurt each other's feelings or that they're not going to be friends anymore. Look, if a requirement for relationship is agreeing on everything, my husband and I are screwed. We're we're in trouble. (laughs) We are in so much trouble because- we are each other's night and day. My husband and yep. I disagree on so much. We agree on the most important things. Yep. And that's about it. Yep. And so I think that's part of why I love talking to people that I disagree with because I do it every day. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> we all, well, you and I, we love the same God, right? Like we're on the same team. Like I, I feel like a lot of us get lost in that sometimes. Yeah. Oh, I completely agree. That's why sometimes I'm just like, eh, the, I've had to have had a conversation about this today that I have to have boundaries online too. Cause otherwise my nine will like melt. Like I'm like, I can't, I have to shut it off. I try to shut it off by about three o'clock each day. I'll still be sometimes, especially during book launch week, you know, oh, on at night, yeah. Ugh. but I try to have that boundary because otherwise I want to bite people. Like I have to have that like real life real life, what's happening in your own backyard, in your own community, focus on that. Not to say that the connections online aren't amazing because they're amazing. Like I wouldn't be talking to you without this, right? right? But you have to have a good balance of it all. Okay. Going back to the, our original conversation about building her view from home, did your boundaries and parameters look like, was it kind of taking over your life when you were building it? And now you've been able to constrain your boundaries or have you always had great boundaries? No, I have not always had great boundaries. Listen, I we always say, listen, Linda, that's my mom's name. So I can say it. Linda, listen, no, it's terrible. You know, the first three or four years, I didn't really have a choice because I was building it and still working full time. And my girls were so little, like two and six months. And I can now get to a place where I'm not emotional about that because I feel like I missed a lot. And then our son is six and I'm like, wow, he, that was a much better experience when they were little. Cause I had better boundaries, but um, no, I really have learned that lesson the hard way in the last, like, it's been about two years mm-hmm. where I, um, a couple years ago, actually, 
it did not, it was the exact day as launch day, um, two years ago to the day. Did you read that story? I need to share that story with you. Oh, I was yelling at God. Like it was like 2 AM. Like my Bible was there. I was like, Nope. And I was just angry. I was sobbing. It was a bad spot. Like I had to turn on, I turned on dances with wolves. Cause I was like, I gotta get like I need help. It was a really dark spot where yeah. I had no boundaries. And you talk about cancel culture. It was pretty bad from all the sides coming to me. And I felt like I had all this pressure on my shoulders. And I was like, God, I don't know what you're doing that night. I was like, but just take it. Like, I didn't know if the book was going to still happen. I didn't know the website, whatever. I'm like, take it, just take this from my shoulders. Just do what you want with it. And he kept it going. And two years to that date is when the book launched that we had nothing to do with that date. Like so whispery. So right over and over and over again. Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't know if I would have been able to to launch a book like we have this week without that experience two years ago. So the boundaries are good now. Like I know I'm still working on it. We're a work in progress there, but no, I've had to learn. (laughs) 2021 was almost worse for content creators than 2020 was. So I think I remember, I think you said something once and I like sent you a crying face because I like of how hard it was. It was horrible. Yeah. yeah, everybody was in a hard spot. Yeah, and it was be- it's because everybody was hurting and everybody was struggling and nobody knew. We didn't know what was next and we'd just been fear-mongered to hell and back for yep. almost a year by then. Yep. Everybody yep. was exhausted and like it's like everybody just turned on each other. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like I created real boundaries until like end of last year. Yeah. I have let it ravage my life since 2019, 2020, and then through. And then th- now I'm like, man, you better believe somebody that don't pay my bills ain't going to hurt my feelings on a phone that I yes. pay for. Like get right. out of here, you know? Right. And there are some days if you're not careful, right? Maybe for you, I don't know, for me. No, there are. I, yeah. You know that yeah, it'll get to me still. And I know, okay, I need to take a break. Exactly. That's a, it's a sign. Like that is a symptom of a problem that I have the answers to. Take it off your phone. Get off your phone. Yep. Right. Which we're so bad at. I just had a conversation with somebody about this earlier today. I said, do you think that we could just keep, like, are we going to keep just watching cat videos? Cause I love (laughs) cats and I love a good goat video, but come on guys. Like, are we going to keep doing this? And they're like, maybe I'm like, oh, are we going to be 80 years old? Like sending <laughs> each other TikToks? Is that our reality? Oh, it's kind of depressing. <laughs> it is. It is like, I won't let my girls are 14 and 12. And I, I want them to understand social media, obviously. So I don't want them to graduate college and be totally naive. But I also am like, I know too much. Mm-hmm. I know too much. And so like, I know they watch TikToks. I don't let them have it. They don't have any social media yet. I make them put their phones in a closet downstairs by 8 p.m. every night because they'll do that too. They'll just sit. They'll just sit and scroll. How terrible. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. And it's weird for us to say that because we're content creators and we're in the online space. But I do the same thing as you do. I try to turn it off by five or six most days and I take all of the social media apps off of my phone every Friday and put them back on on Monday. See, so do you follow Ashley Gad? 
coffee and no. combs out. She's amazing at that. So she will take off like a full week mm-hmm. and sometimes a full month of Instagram. I'm working on trying to take July off of the gram. There are, I, I think it's amazing. I don't know how I would do that, but I know, <laughs> I know. No, I'm like, we have like a whole like document that the whole team is working on where right now we've worked it to where I could take two weeks off, which would be more than I think I've ever taken off. And so that sounds great, but yeah, we'll have to have our own. We'll have have I'm, I'm like, let me know if that happens. Right. I need to, <laughs> let me pick oh. your brain. Well, I have a copy of your book. You also sent me a very sweet coffee mug that I used this morning. And thank and you I for sharing. Of Yay. course. Tell people where they can, like other than her view from home on Instagram, where they can get the book and your website and all that. Yes. So it's everywhere books are sold online. So, you know, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Target, all those good places. The website, her view from home is... Facebook and Instagram. Facebook is still our big, our big one, even though, I mean, like I'm older than you. We're like, we're like dinosaurs now, but it's fine. Ah. It's still a big one. And I am just recently have really started my own on Facebook just under my name and Instagram because I was like, fine. Well, I've been writing columns for our papers for like 12 years. And so I'm like, this is so easy every once a week. And I'm like, why am I not posting this? Yeah. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much. I mean, this was like this was fun chatting with a friend. Come over to, to my house, truly, and we'll get you. I'm coming. All right, that's it for this week. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Crappy Christian Podcast. And hey, by the way, if you super loved it, can you go leave a five-star review wherever you're listening? That'd be awesome. All right, see you next week. <laughs>